Smarter by being a lot smarter by being a self-starter daughter through your union and the hope that you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Film Optics Podcast brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we bring up... That is the wrong... All right, whatever. We're reviewing Hamilton today, everybody. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as always, I have my good friend and my co-host, Devin, here with me. Uh, How are you doing today, buddy? Hello, sir. Aaron Burr, sir. (laughs) Hello, sir. Hello, hello. And uh, we actually have some special guests with us today. We have Jacob and Kenzie from the Music City Drive-In Podcast. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all a little bit tired. I'm, I'm very tired, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, we're going to be reviewing uh, Hamilton. It came out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this past weekend, uh, I believe it is the 2016 version of the play. Mm-hmm. And before we begin today's review, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor. No, I'm sorry, not Anchor, Red Circle, TuneIn, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Uh, let me read the synopsis for those who are not familiar with the play, aka movie, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so the synopsis reads An American musical, simply known as Hamilton, one of the founding fathers. Um, it is a musical with music, lyrics, and a book by Lynn Manuel uh, Miranda. And it tells the story of the American founding father, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, the initial release date, again, was July 3rd on Disney+, Plus, uh, directed by Thomas Kale and composed by Lin-Manuel himself. So, um, I guess, has everyone here seen Hamilton besides me for the first time? It was my first time as well. Okay. It was my first time seeing it. It was not my first time hearing the entire soundtrack, which I'll talk about that later, but I guess that basically is seeing it. <laughs> All right, Kenzie, what about you? It was my first time listening to any of it, seeing it before. Really? Thing. Okay, so yeah. I thought, so, see, in, in the group chat, you made it seem like you've seen <laughs> it before. So I, I always very... had the chance to see it. So I didn't pursue listening to it just because I kind of wanted to see it and hear it for the first time. And then I did not get to see it. So <laughs> I got you. Oh. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. So, yeah, um, it was also my first time seeing it. I absolutely loved it. And I wanted to get uh, into more of a non-spoiler section before we kind of dive deep into the plot of the play. Um, but let's start off with Devin. Uh, what were your like uh, first initial thoughts when it came to watching Hamilton? Did you like it at all? I'm not sure if you're a musical guy. I mean, I'm not usually a musical guy, but I loved it. It's hard. It's hard not to. I feel like I was just watching like magic on a screen happening in front of my eyes. I don't know what it was, but I loved it. It was great. That's a pretty high praise. Yeah, <laughs> you can just feel it in the air. Like this is special. Uh, in the air that night, Fernando. That that, that kind of style. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, 
All right, Kenzie, what about you? What were your first impressions of the musical? I really liked it. I liked the way it was shot that they did the live audience and then they went back and did close-ups without an audience. I thought it made it more cinematic than just watching a straight camera in front of the stage. Um, And I felt like that gave the performers more of a chance to act like for the camera versus them just being for the audience and reacting to that. It was great though. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like it was cut like a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Jacob, what were your thoughts? Um, I, it's like I said, uh, I had on like three and a half hour road trip, I had already listened to the entire soundtrack. Um, So it was interesting going back and seeing that it is, it does play out song to song to song to song. And there's not really much dialogue in between it. Mm. Um, And so that was really interesting for me uh, going back and seeing that and actually getting to see that. But once you put, you know, once you put pictures and people and faces to the songs and to the, uh, to the moments, it does, I mean, it is magical. They, and they really did a good job of capturing that kind of magic and essence of being there and not being there at the same time. Cause I mean, I don't know about you guys, but the tickets were thousands of dollars. So I wouldn't have even had a chance to go. Plus, you know, everyone, David Diggs, um, Leslie Odom Jr., Lin Manuel, I mean, Anthony Ramos, they've all kind of moved past Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And so we're never going to get that core cast back together again. You know, people might go see Hamilton at Broadway, um, TPAC for people who are in Nashville. Um, you know, other performing arts centers, but we'll never get that core cast together. So it was really cool kind of seeing that core cast, the people who kind of started and made the whole thing. Um, and yeah, that's it for spoilers. I think that's just kind of first reaction. Yeah. First reaction. So, the cast is so good. It's unbelievable. Yes. It really was like, Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's a, that's one thing. My mom saw it in TPAC and she saw it, um, of course, she didn't see it with Lin Manuel and that cast and everything. And you know, I asked her, I was like, "What is what is really the difference?" And she was like, "It's all good. And if you see it, if you see it without you know the original performers, it'll still be good. But there is just an entirely different level from Broadway stars to then you know traveling performers. And I'm not saying like the people who do like T-Pack are just traveling performers, but there is like." There, she said there was a difference between the, the two, even though it was all good. It's just their level is just so much higher than anyone else. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I mean, I think when I was uh, a kid, I went to go see Wicked when it came to the mm-hmm. Cleveland um, Playhouse. And I mean, I know it wasn't like the original cast, but I mean, to me, I thought they did a pretty good job. But watching like, you know, the original cast do it, I was like, oh, wow, that would have been like fantastic mm-hmm. to see but i mean you know you, you, you got to take what you can get like you said you know there's i don't think there's any way in hell any of us are going to go see hamilton live <laughs> with this uh <laughs> with this uh stacked cast because yeah those uh tickets are wow <laughs> yeah not yeah. at all i so, mean it's 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 the best broadway musical for a reason yeah yeah so uh was there anything you guys wanted like i guess what are, I guess, aspects of the play that you that kind of stuck out to you? 
um, in a sense. So I guess I guess you can say favorite moment or just, you know, uh, I guess I'll start with uh, Kenzie. Uh, like, uh, I really liked the way that there was not a lot of dialogue that just rolled through the songs. And then specifically watch it because I've seen it twice now already. Uh, I really liked that um, the way King George's music was yes. together was very different than everyone else's because like his had more of like a British pop vibe to it than hip hop or any other genre. And it was really cool. I didn't pick it up the first time I watched it, but the second time I noticed how different his music was composed and put together. I wasn't expecting to laugh much, but whenever King George came on stage, so got a few chuckles out of me. Not just yeah, it, they really made it like satirical, which I liked. Yeah, it was yeah. really unexpected. Yeah, the king, honestly, I, I thought he was going to have more of a role, but... That know, man was up there drooling on stage. That's was. how into it he was. <laughs> Jonathan Groff spit just yeah. coming out. I was like, oh, oh my God. I loved it. <laughs> um, so Jacob, uh, what about you? What, what really stuck out to you? I mean, since, you know, you have a little bit more of a different aspect cause it's like, you know, you've, you've listened to all the music. So have you technically seen it? Because it's, you know, the, the music obviously moves the plot forward. Um, I would say, you know, when I was first starting to watch it, I was – you can put it together when you listen to the music. Um, and that's when I first started watching. I was like, oh, like I feel like I've seen this part. But then once you actually start seeing it later on – and I'll talk more about this when we get into spoilers. But when the things happen later on, mm. you get much more kind of emotionally invested into it, being able to see the people rather than just listening to the music. Um which, you know, if you've listened to the soundtrack, the soundtrack does have those like few lines of dialogue. So it is just like listening to the actual thing straight through without um, without just kind of those visuals. But for me, I mean, this is this has always been pegged as like a um, I can't even think about it. It's like the play of its time with a modern twist or something. Mm. Um and to me, you know, of course, like there's not, you know, George Washington wasn't African-American or anything like that. But they really did get a lot of the um, they really did get like a lot of the historical aspects of it. Right. And that's one thing for me being, you know, so big into history. I was actually going to ask that. Thing. Is it is it historically accurate? Like, I don't really know. It, uh, you know, I've when I watched it, when I looked up after they said, yeah, of course it's not like beat on like historically accurate. Yeah. But like this is like as best as you could probably get with like trying to make it in modern times as well as, you know, redoing an entire thing in a play format. So, you know, getting like that kind of it wasn't like a it wasn't as historically inaccurate as say like Bohemian Rhapsody. Right. Um to where like they just kind of threw everything in Freddie Mercury's life, like in like five scenes, but it was, um, it did the best for what it could. Okay. Okay. And, uh, it wasn't that, quite PBS level, but got the yeah. job done. Yeah. I was at, no. And that's another thing. I was actually surprised that Disney plus put this, I mean, Disney put this on their streaming service. Cause I mean, there are, there, there's a few adult themes in there and I they was had to like, cut out an F bomb. I think. 
Did they really? Oh, you know what? Yeah, they did. They did. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Like, I mean, I was like, this is actually kind of racy for, you know, Disney Plus. I was like, wait a minute. I'm watching this on Disney Plus and it kind of, you know, dawned on me. But, um, Devin, um, last but not least, what about you? To me, uh, David Diggs stood out the most to me. Like, whenever he was on stage, my eyes just automatically went right to him. He's so entertaining. Yes. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. Some good, yes. some good stuff. Uh, I have. I know Kenzie was saying she thought his Thomas Jefferson was better. I think his um, Lafayette was better, but that's just. I, I, I couldn't tell he switched, to be honest. <laughs> I was very confused. I mean, that was another thing because I didn't even realize. I'm like, wait, you know, they have they had a few, you know, actors playing different people. Um, and I was like, I mean, I guess that makes sense because, I mean, you know, when you're in a play, it's like you, you have a limited cast and you kind of have to just go with the flow, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's one thing for me. Um I think that is the difference between being there and watching this is being there, I feel like I'd be able to pick up on the switching characters a little bit more rather than watching it. I just see, you know, when I see David Diggs come on screen, I'm thinking, Oh, that's the character David Diggs is playing and I'm not realizing that, oh crap, he switched. I mean, the guy who played um the guy who played James Madison, mm. I didn't even realize. Just I think his whole character looked different from the beginning, but he played two roles also. Yeah, and so oh, yeah. that's another one to where I was like, oh, like I feel like if I was seeing this in person, this is something I'd be able to pick up on a little bit more rather than seeing it in my home. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about like so, you know, us viewing these types of. Um, you know, VOD streaming uh, movies at home. Would your, I guess, would everyone's impression of the play um, change if we're watching this in theaters? Like, cause yes. Then, yeah, because I was going to, because uh, Jacob and I were, we, we had a little, bit of a, a little bit of a tussle last night, but it's all right. I was a little bit of. <laughs> under the weather <laughs> i was at my he was over house. the weather <laughs> i was over at my friend's house and i was like I, I don't even know like okay we were talking about should this be considered a movie and are people you know considering this a 2020 release because i mean i feel like only like maybe one or two of the population of the united states have even seen hamilton live you know what i mean like this cast yeah well yeah, yeah, well, yeah, on yeah. Well, on brow, yeah. But uh, I guess I'll start with Devin. Like, what would you consider? Like, do you consider this a movie, or if it was released in theaters, would you then consider it a movie? I I think I do consider it a movie just because there is a director and he did make directorial choices as far as what the camera's looking at, where to uh, transition to. However small those choices are, I think they were still choices made um, for a, for a movie. Okay. Uh, Jacob? <laughs> See, my, my issue with this is it's like I said, like, you know, Saturdays at my work, there's an opera. And the mm. opera does the same thing, tells a story, has a beginning, middle, and end, um, has people making decisions, has, you know, camera, everything's the same. I would never consider that a movie. I would, I've gone back to it. I would never consider Jonas Brothers Live. Like, and I'm not talking about like a film. I'm talking about just like 
a movie and like something to where I can put this up with, you know, other movies of the year. Um, to me, this is more of an event or like a special or something like that. And seeing this in theaters, I don't think really changes that. I think it, I think it's better if you would have seen this in theaters. I think everything's better if you would have seen this in theaters. I'm getting absolutely tired of VOD, but, um, (laughs) but I think seeing this in theaters doesn't really change that because I mean, I've seen, I'm sure there's been stand-up specials that have gone to theaters, you know, before Netflix, um, and stuff like that. And I wouldn't consider any of those um, movies as well. I, I just think, I think it's an event. I think it's a special, I don't think, I think for a movie and for a play are just two different mediums with the same goal. And I think there's completely different, there's the acting's different, you know, the sets are different. The, you know, most of it, most of the thing from a movie to a play or is it just a different experience? And the one thing that I've gone back to is that if I go see this in person, I would never be like, I just saw a great movie. You know, I would say I saw a great play. I saw a great theater experience. But, you know, if I go, if I go to see Hamilton, if I record this on my phone, I'm not going to rewatch that and say, I just saw a great movie. So like, I understand that they make the decisions of a film, but I just, me personally, I just can't put it as, you know, a movie just because it just, it's more of like an event to me. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, from way back in the day, obviously before going to the theater was more of a, I guess, common thing. Cause I guess I was looking at from the fact that, you know, people used to go see these movies, these films, it was like considered to be like a really big event. So it's like, I don't know. Uh, Kenzie, go, I, go, sorry, go ahead, Jacob. Sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, I take, for me, it's the process of what goes into making the, um, to making what you're seeing. And the process of making a theatrical experience versus making a film experience mm-hmm. is two completely different processes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Kenzie, what about you? So I was on team. It's a movie until I spent more time on it. No! Uh-uh. So like um, Grease with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John is a movie. But when they did the one with um, Vanessa Hudgens and Julian Huff, it was more of like a variety special. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would consider this now. Okay. I think that like if they had recorded in the Heights and done this, I would have said the same thing. And now in the Heights is going to be a movie. Yeah. With Anthony Ramos. It's going to be so good. I'm so <laughs> mad that it got delayed. I mean, it's a summer movie, so I'm happy it's delayed, but but it's like the same thing. Like in the Heights is gonna be a movie and not a play recorded for us to watch. Mm-hmm. I'd feel the same way even if I had seen it in a theater. And I hope they still can release it in a theater, like maybe for like some awards. Uh, yeah, it's like one of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ho- I mean, ho- hopefully it- it'll definitely uh, pick up some steam because I didn't even realize they were going to release it. Especially, you know, oh let's 
release Hamilton like Fourth of July weekend. It's like I don't know who's going to be watching it, but then again, last Fourth of July weekend, I didn't do anything but watch Stranger Things three all day. So <laughs> that was last year, huh? Yeah, I That's literally all I did. did. Yeah, there was yeah. a huge earthquake here, like in the middle of it. It was terrifying. Oh man, that's insane. That, that's, yeah. oh. <laughs> Going back to what Kenzie said about the awards push, it's like, for me, that's a fun thought. And if, for me personally, if it does end up getting an awards push, I will, I'll be all for it. You know, I'm there for it. Um, stranger things have happened. If you guys didn't know, um, uh, Next Best Picture did an article on it and I went through and there was actually in 1974. Four or seventy-five. There was a guy who did a one a one-man play, recorded it, released it in theaters, and got nominated for best for best actor um, from doing that. So I think like it's possible and it's a fun thought. Do I think it's going to happen? No, but it is something to where it's like if I if it starts getting that love, I will back it because it, it does deserve it. But I just think that that's the reason that there are kind of the Tonys available for that kind of thing. For sure. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So um, I guess we can pretty much just get into spoilers if we haven't already. So if you are listening to this and you haven't watched Hamilton yet, um, go watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's about two two hours and 40 minutes, something like that. Yeah. Pushing two forty, yeah, two forty. So it didn't, it didn't feel like two forty. It though, really but. didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't. I, I was nervous when I saw the runtime, but <laughs> <laughs> we're always nervous when we see the runtime. <laughs> the Irishman scarred us. <laughs> it, no, it uh, really oh, did. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Oh, we gosh. It again I saw. Thing. Sorry, go ahead. Am I the only one in favor of movies like two and a half hours over? But Irishman is like three and a half, though. I mean, like, I love I, Lord of the Rings. I saw the Irishman in theaters. Oh my! God. I saw the Irishman in an old theater with yeah, wooden I saw chairs. The old theater, the <laughs> oh, wow. theater I've ever seen. I it, it really tainted my first experience, and then when I went back and rewatched it, I was like, oh wow, this is like great like i want to see it again and actually like engulf myself into it but the first time i was sitting in like i was sitting in like a lawn chair with or like not a lawn chair like a class like high school chair with like a cushion no, on my no, back no, 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 and i was like a, christian knows what i'm talking about yeah that's yeah, a nightmare that's christian's that's been that's there that's our indie theater in town yeah, that is our indie theater. <laughs> i was trying i was trying to lean to the side like this at one point and it's just wood on the side and i was just like I watched Parasite awful. there. I watched Waves there. Uh, sorry to bother you. They Eighth they grade. have a theater. They have a the- they have like a theater room. Um, I saw American Animals there, <laughs> and it's in the upstairs. Uh, it's in the upstairs room, and there's no kidding, like less than fifteen seats, and it's an actual like theater. I'm so pissed. That's crazy. Like what? Because mm-hmm. I almost went to go see The Irishman at our indie theater. I was so excited. And then I was like, you know what? I can totally just watch this on Netflix. And I'm kind of glad I did because those seats hurt yes. my butt. Like, it's. Did you watch it like all in one push or did you pause it? No, I paused it. So I watched like half of it. And then I went to my uh, family's house for Thanksgiving. And then I came back and watched the rest. I got about halfway through. But thinking about it, like, now i'm like i'm really glad i did not see that in theaters but like if you tell me that the lord of the rings 
extended editions are going to be in theaters next week. Uh, yeah. I'm going to fucking be there, like day yeah, one. I'll, I'll I'll be there. I'll <laughs> I'll bring my own chair. I'll sit yeah. in the aisle. <laughs> I don't know what it's just. I guess with I mean with Lord Lord of the Rings, it it has you know the, there's the books and we people know how long the books are, so it's like okay. The movies are going to be somewhat, you know, a little bit lengthier. But, like, if someone just came up to me and said, yo, this is really cool, like, awesome random movie that just came out, and it's three and a half hours long, are you in? And you're like, what? <laughs> like, See, I mean, I, personally, I'm on Kenzie's side with that. I do enjoy, like, I mean, if movies, like, it's going to be a chunk out of your time anyways. Right. So what's, like, the difference between, like, two and a half and three and a half hours like in retrospect, um, I think when you make a movie with that long, just for it to be that long, that's, that's when not- it really starts kind of like mm. eating at its runtime. But I think I would much rather the movie be three and a half hours long and the director get their entire vision out there rather than it be two and a half, two hours long and they have to cut. And then you get, you know, Zack Snyder's 17th director's cut. <laughs> of what, what was it? Watch everyone God, has to, cuts. yeah. Uh, and everyone has to come out and be like, oh, but the director's cut so good. And I'm like, well, what about the original cut? What about the first time? It's like, well, yeah, you had um, said something about uh, theatrical cuts and director's cuts because we were talking about Midsummer coming out with their director's cut, which I'm very excited about. But I forgot what you had said. Um, it was something about the director's cut shouldn't be like the. It shouldn't make or break the movie, right? But like, like Midsummer, I... Midsummer is a great movie, and the director's cut will only add on top of it. I think. Right. Maybe the same well, thing. Like, what did they have to cut out? Is my question. <laughs> Midsummer. Yeah. Like, he, he seemed like <laughs> he had a lot of freedom there. Isn't it? Nice? I mean, <laughs> It's only like an extra 33 minutes long. So I it's think not it's too just bad. like nighttime, like what they cut out. Oh, really? oh they cut out nighttime? Oh, that's oh. smart. That's smart. Uh, now, I was going to say, they had a guy They had a guy hanging up with his insides opened up. I don't think they had too much. I think the bear had more screen time. In the, <laughs> the poor oh, bear. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, got a little bit of off track, but that's whatever. It's fine. So, um, I guess for favorite moments of coming back to Hamilton. <laughs> Before we, we, got, we, went, we went on a freaking tangent about, I mean, I mean, I, I, I guess I we, just do, we just do favorite song. That's an easy yeah. one. Yeah. What, uh, Devin, go ahead since you brought I mean, it <laughs> is my shot the easy, basic answer that everyone says? I don't even it's know. It's so good. It is. It, it really it is. pumped me up so much. I was ready to jump like, the wall. <laughs> I liked my shot until that was the one that everyone kept playing. And then I started, you know, listening more into like the slower it's quiet uptown and um we're we're doing spoilers, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh I think it was Stay Alive, the one right after um his son dies. I think those two were the like the ones that for me like just hit me so hard. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, Kenzie, what about you? Because I need uh, to figure out. Satisfied a- was definitely my favorite song, and then I went back and watched just her performance of it. It's mm. so good. It's crazy. Satisfied. Yeah. That's yeah, actually yeah. a really good one. Satisfied is one of my when they did uh, when they got actual artists to do the like remake 
of the um, of the soundtrack. I think Satisfied was one of my favorite ones. I can't remember who did it. Um, it's but so I think good. that was one of my favorite of the remakes. Okay. Um, I would probably have to go with either Satisfied. Right Hand Man was pretty good. So um, good. And yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to, I found it. It was Sia Miguel and Queen Latifah who did Satisfied for the, oh, okay. the remake of it. The remake, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. and of course, I mean, there's always this Alexander Hamilton, you know, the, the OG. Did they uh, play the so. Busta Rhymes version during the end credits? I think uh, I heard Busta yeah, Rhymes. Um, yeah, it's the roots with Busta Rhymes, yeah. which was real funny because if they changed it a little and had them do an original songs, we could have Academy Award nominated. <laughs> oh gosh, oh you're gonna you're gonna get Kenzie and I are about to go on a tangent. <laughs> oh my god! And then I'd be fine if it got like a new song and it was an original song, and then that was the last year ever for that award. That's me. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad you agreed with me on that. That's that's one of the reasons why I wanted the uh, Ashes from Deadpool two to get in, like an original song nomination because it was actually used during the movie but then you've got like i think toy story 4 like the song was played just for the credits and it was like you know i worked during toy story 4 and there was like five people total who would like stay for the credits and i'm like all right there's your best original song contender right there and nobody's sitting here watching it (laughs) i feel like you guys uh feel some type of way about this so (laughs) just you know i mean it's it's all good uh, so I guess as um, as far as man, I'm like I feel like I'm running out of things to talk about because there's uh, there's so much I want to talk about. What was your favorite song, sir? I already said my favorite song, sir. I said, Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go um, with "Satisfied." I think okay. because I mean it it really does speak volumes to the entire movie. You know, Hamilton has three lovers essentially throughout the entire um i was gonna say movie play um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know he has his, his wife um uh, was it um elizabeth eliza, eliza sorry um, <laughs> and then um there was eliza's well i guess eliza's sister they they had a little something something there but nothing really like became of it yeah and then, more yeah, they never acted on it yeah mm-hmm. and then there was the um I don't even know what the lady's name was, but was some, yeah, some, some random broad off the street, like honestly, <laughs> literally, <laughs> Yeah, but it was just, um, wow. Like I'm just, I'm just shocked. Disney actually put this on their streaming service. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but, um, well, I mean, they paid so much for it. They needed something out of it. Yeah, that is true. Um, so I'm trying to, so I guess, was there any other like talking points you guys wanted to bring up? Um, anything, you know, I mean, I'm just asking basic questions here. So um, I wanted to talk about if I thought it was weird that um, the character switch Anthony Ramos did from the guy in the beginning to uh, um, Hamilton's son, son yeah. cause it made it seem like <laughs> he, he had an affair with his wife and then they birthed this, yeah. this son who looks just like him. But yeah, just switched. Yeah, and he's also he playing a nine-year-old. Yeah, I was gonna say he let his hair down and became nine years old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was I, I was like, why is Anthony Ramos a nine-year-old boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when did that man have an affair with 
It was, Hamilton's wife. <laughs> I do think it was like, um, it's not as confusing if you're not as up close on them. I think watching it as a movie at home made it Yeah, I bet, I bet if you see it live, it wouldn't be as confusing. Like it's not as I really, yeah, I really like the, sen- I, I know it probably wasn't on purpose, but I like the sentiment behind it that like, yeah. you know, that was one of his friends who died in battle and now his son is coming out um but yeah it was weird a lot of deaths for anthony ramos yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was made to come in and go (laughs) um i was gonna ask what did you guys think of um crap what is his name uh odom's character uh oh my god aaron burr aaron burr the uh, I mean, I thought he was like, I thought he did a great job. It was just, I don't know how I feel about his character. He was very um, little wishy washy back and forth, and then, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just want to get you guys. What's I that? like his character though because I feel like we see that present day with politicians, and it's like at the end of the story, it's like they are all politicians. Like we put them in a different perspective because we're like they're our founding fathers. <laughs> But they still were like politicians, and it's like they all flip flop and do whatever they want now. So <laughs> yeah, it kind yeah. of like brought it back to how we view politicians now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Because yeah. I mean, well, what did he say? It was um, talk less, smile more. And yeah. It's like, yeah, like put on yeah. a show. <laughs> yeah, put on a show. So yeah, he was he was the he was the guy against the war the most, and then he was the only. Uh, only vice president to be accused of treason. So, there's <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, there's always that. I guess. But I really like seeing Aaron Burr in here because you guys ever played Cards Against Humanity? Uh-huh. Yeah. There was that Aaron Burr card. I never understood yeah. it, and I just always <laughs> threw it away. But now, yep. now I get it. Okay. <laughs> now I see why it's in there. I uh, I really liked kind of that arc. That was. A- Actually, to get into it, that was probably one of my favorite moments is when you had Aaron Burr and uh, Hamilton both talking to their kids. And that was one thing, you know, that's one thing you don't get listening to the uh, listening to the music that you do get watching it is that moment where Hamilton's on the like Hamilton's on the right, Burr's on the left and they're both sitting down and it's kind of got the black in between and they're talking to their kids and it's kind of showing that they're like they're on the same path at the same time um, when it comes to like, you know, kids and uh, you know, having their kids and everything like that. And so that, that is one thing that you really do get watching it that you can't get listening to it. Um, but I really like their, their whole kind of, um, I really liked kind of their whole dynamic of how Hamilton started off as you know, he was pushing Anthony Ramos's first character. He was like, you have to, you have, like, we have to do the duel. And Aaron Burr was like, no, like, we don't have to do this. And Hamilton was like, no, like, we have to do the duel. We have to fight. Like, he's got to do this. And then at the end, it was Hamilton was the one who fired up into the air. Mm. And Aaron Burr, the guy who was against, you know, violence and everything, was the one to shoot and kill him. And so that, that whole kind of switch and that character arc was something that like you really started to pick up more on um, throughout the thing. And that was really cool. Kind of having it come back to a head, having it be like a role reversal type thing. 
Right. Yeah. That, that's actually a really good uh, insight. I never really thought of it that way. I I really do need to watch this again because I was, I, I felt the urge to do so, but then I forgot that I had plans and I was like, I'll just watch it later. And I, was, <laughs> I thought about watching it today. I was like, oh crap, I have another podcast to edit. And then that went down the drain. So, <laughs> but, um, so I guess Kenzie, was there anything you wanted to bring up that we haven't talked about already? Um, I think I noticed it more watching it the second time that uh, when you watch anything or read anything about history at this time, the women are kind of to the side and you don't really talk about them and they're just wives. But I feel like he gave them some of the best songs and then they just had more of a moment than I would have thought if I like read about the story and read about any of his lovers <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I thought it was really important and uh I really liked it like more the second time, especially satisfied. It's just such a good one. <laughs> I'm a satisfied show. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, go ahead, Jake. Yeah. And say something. Uh, I was gonna say, like, I really enjoyed how he didn't like he didn't try to overplay kind of women's role in this time. Mm. But he he gave them like just enough to where you can tell like they were a parent. They like they did like they had a role. They you know they did matter to society, but he wasn't trying to like shove it down your face yeah. at the same time. And so it was something to where it, it just seemed natural. Like yeah, when sure. I was watching that, I never like it never crossed my mind that like oh like this is the 1700s and you know there's like two people in the world who get rights um (laughs) and uh you know that's one thing where it's like that's what i really like about how like you know it's a play set in the past but for a modern time and um i kind of really like that whole aspect of like kind of modernizing an old story and still making it work as well as it does without kind of shoving it down your face that like this is how it probably should have been, but it wasn't. For sure. Yeah. I was actually going to bring up the, the modernization of it. Cause I thought that was fantastic because there's not a lot of um, history buffs out there. So <laughs> this definitely gives them a insight of, Hey, you know, this is, this is, you know, essentially how it went down. Kind of how uh, I think it's called uh drunken history or something like that, where people will, you know, talk about different periods in time you know get a little tipsy and kind of just make their own like a bridge version of it essentially man we also do one for hamilton that'd be really funny <laughs> yeah Excellent. that'd be hilarious <laughs> do the one do, do the entire like play drunk and see yeah <laughs> <laughs> ad-lib the shit out of it and then we'll just go from there <laughs> oh god uh, um but so I believe, yeah, we've been talking about this for like a good hour. This is normally actually longer than like our reviews because it's usually just Devin and me, and <laughs> we were like we go for like thirty minutes, so it's like this is like new territory for us when it comes to a review. But um, so I guess we pretty much talked on all the uh, talking points I had um, for. I guess it's, uh, do you guys want to get into uh, final scores? Um. um. Well, before that, mm. uh, I just looked. Um, you know, there were there. It's not like you know this is like the greatest like Broadway musical 
for, mm-hmm. you know, for a purpose, but there were like, there were things that didn't work. Um, and that could either be because I was watching it, uh, in my, on my TV, in my like room, um, that I feel like in a theater at the theater would have worked better. Um, kind of that whole character switch, uh, type thing. And, um, the big one for me that didn't work. The, uh, the, um, I liked that they did song to song, but at the same time, it's like, it would have been nice to have like a few moments of just like speaking rather than like speaking and song. Um, but luckily all the songs worked. I feel like if there was one song that didn't work, the whole flow of the thing would have just been thrown off. So that was, it was something that worked, but I wouldn't like advise anyone who wants to go out and write a play to be <laughs> like, I'm going to write song to song to song because it's <laughs> like with one song, the flow of it is completely gone. Yeah. And actually that was one of the, well, I guess it wasn't really an issue. I guess I just, had to get used to it because like you said, you know, there wasn't just like a few scenes of just, you know, straight dialogue back to back that you would see. And, you know, any other play, it was literally like the entire flow. And if someone messed up, then it's kind of over in a way, or, you know, it kind of takes you out of it, I guess. It, yeah. It caused some of it to get confusing. Um, just a few. And you had to like, you had to catch yourself back. At least for me, like I, I like if I didn't hear a word or didn't get a verse or something like that, I would have had to like catch myself back up. And that's one thing where I was like, you know, if they stop and just kind of have like a conversation about this in like a few moments, I feel like it's a lot easier to kind of digest rather than like just listening to an album. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. Cause it's, it's kind of like, you know, if, if you do miss like a little bit of dialogue and I actually had to do it a few times, uh, cause I was like somewhat cleaning up around the house and I was like, I need to like actually pay attention. Yeah. You have to focus. Yeah. Cause I literally, I had to like back up at least maybe like five to 10 minutes just to make sure I heard them correctly. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was, that's probably one gripe that I had with it, but like, I mean, it's, it's very like phenomenal how they, you know, pull this off. It's just one big rush and just one mm-hmm. constant flow of entertainment. Cause I mean, I like musicals, but I never really seen a musical like this before. I always heard yeah. about it, but it's like, you know, I've never really was privileged to see it until now. So there's always, there's always that. Do you guys watch yeah. stuff with your subtitles on? What's up? Yes. Do you watch like, everything with subtitles? No. Yes. No. I, I usually do, but I was watching with my mom and she absolutely hates subtitles. So I had to turn them off for the moment. So if I watch it again, I'm definitely putting subtitles on. It takes me out of it for some reason because, like, even when I'm like hanging out with my friends, like they always put subtitles on. Like, it's weird. Like, I play games with subtitles, but I don't watch movies with subtitles. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm That's the so same funny. way. It's I watch weird. every like, subtitles except like yeah. um, like we rewatched The Office, and I didn't watch that with subtitles because like sometimes <laughs> the punchline would come like in the subtitle form before mm. the joke, but. I watch everything with subtitles other than like comedy shows that I've seen. Hmm. For me, for me, I kind of like, I've always, and this is just like the writer in me. I've always liked seeing how it was like supposed to be written because there's a lot of times where they'll put like, like little like onomatopoeias and stuff like that in like the subtitles to where you're just like, Oh, like that was 
one thing that should have happened at this time. And then it's also cool to see like at times when they go off like the subtitled script or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's just, for me, I always just like seeing like how it was supposed to be written, like, and then listening to how it was actually like played out. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big subtitle guy. I, I don't know what it is. It's I mean, like obviously when it comes to foreign films, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Parasite, <laughs> no subtitles. Let's do it. Let's let's do it. Hey, it, it's, I feel it's like how- one of my closest friends, like she went to a Korean theater with her family and it didn't have subtitles. And she said it's like so much funnier when you wow. can understand them. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so dumb. Oh, gosh. It's Mm-mm. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm with Devin because I, I I don't know what it is because it's. I mean, I I I get if like let's say if you're watching like a British film and you know sometimes depending on you know where it's being filmed, their accents can be you know even more, like more clear, more laxed, or mm-hmm. you know even more thicker. So like for things like that, I can totally understand. But I I, I mean. Maybe I'll try it with the subtitles on. I mean, I guess for a movie or sorry, a play like this, <laughs> um, I would definitely give it a shot. I mean, I don't know how Oh nice. Go. Nice, nice throw in there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, it's really good with subtitles though, because mm-hmm. I kept getting lost and it was like easier to follow along. I yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I just got to bite the bullet and do it. <laughs> I bet it's I bet it's a lot easier picking up on uh, Lafayette, which that that is why His accent I think was so good. Like, that's why I think that David Diggs is better as Lafayette than he was as Thomas Jefferson. It's what no. Kenzie. It's what you told me. It's what you told me earlier about uh, Natalie Portman and Jackie. I think someone else could play Thomas Jefferson and do a very good job. But with David Diggs, with his accent, with his charisma, you know, as being Lafayette, I think I don't know more like I don't know any other person who can come out there and like do like the vocal slurs and everything that uh, he did with Lafayette. And rapping in it, too. It's uh-huh. so good. I just I thought he was so good as Tom uh, he is. He's so he good. He really was. I, but, I enjoyed him as Jefferson. He was so like, you know, like yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was so he, funny. He was like, it's not the way I envisioned Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, like very soulful and yeah. just and upbeat. And he was in the background when Hamilton was playing. That hair, that I was mean. like, oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> those locks. <laughs> that was fantastic. I just, yeah, I just thought he was great. Agreed. Absolutely. I love George Washington too. That guy was he awesome. Was so good. Mm-hmm. He was. His I, voice I, is amazing. Yeah, I've yeah, never seen cool. him before. Or he kind of looks familiar. Maybe. Um, I don't know if he's like in anything I've seen or if Let's anyone see. else knows. That's a uh, that's one thing because I mean not many people. Well, he was know he that. was in Moana. He was Chief Tui. What? No, guys, I don't see like animated movies. That's <laughs> another one you have to see. Is you know everyone was throwing Frozen out, but Moana came out like a year or two later and was like ten times better. It, it is much. I know better. it's not the same thing, but 
It says no one talked about Moana. Everyone talked about Frozen. All you need to do is watch Coco, and you'll you'll be fine. Because it's, it's, it's the best. I, okay, so most people <laughs> told me to watch Frozen, and then everyone else is mm-hmm. going to Coco. But Coco's then Coco. Coco. Don't watch Frozen. Frozen sucks. Okay, but Frozen then, Let me go, so. Frozen Then I haven't suck. seen Ratatouille, and now everyone's telling me to see Ratatouille. Ratatouille's good. Okay, Ratatouille, yeah. It yeah, says it's been a while. that um, George Washington is also in When They See Us. Peter Rivera, but I don't remember him. That name, that when they see us, did I see it? No, I'm, that sounds familiar, but I don't know if it's the Netflix show. Um, oh yeah, I haven't it? seen that. <laughs> it, I think the last full Netflix show I like watched all the way through was, I think it was unbelievable. It's been a while since I've like prop, or maybe it was unbro- no, it was definitely unbelievable. I think. When they see us is really good, but I can't remember him in it though. It's hmm. so hard to watch and sad. I think he has more hair in real life, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but he was so um, good. Um, what was the song he sang towards the end? Um uh, let's look on Spotify. Wait, we love it, but we don't know the songs. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's look it up on Spotify. I will say that's one thing, like historically that's one thing that i'm really glad they like picked up on is that george washington wasn't really the greatest general alive i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he lost more battles than he won oh, yeah. uh during the war and so it was like cool seeing that like when he was in charge it was like we're going to lose and then he had to <laughs> you know equip hamilton and other people to come in and help yeah, it was cool that they recognized. Yeah, that is very true. Um, what was I? I was gonna say something. Oh, uh, did you guys want to uh, get into scores? So normally, how we do it here, um, we normally just do it out of a hundred. Like, uh, okay. I'm not sure if you guys uh, listen to Lights, Camera, Barstool as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> top. that's my second favorite behind uh, behind. Music City Drive-In, of course, but well, Last okay. Camera Barstool is awesome. So, yeah. okay, so besides, you know, obviously Music City Drive-In like, and Last Camera Barstool, uh, I guess really quick, since it's already on my mind, like, what what would be, like, your guys, like, I guess, like, top five podcasts you listen to, like, on a regular basis? Um, I listen, uh, of course, Last Camera Barstool, this, this podcast um ours all the ones from the drive-in i usually try to get a few other than that um in session films i really like Mm. um the next best picture one i really like um i hear that those are listen to our podcast i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) he's he's, he's like what's Um, our numbers looking like i'm like dude i have no clue (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's easier to keep track on red circle now i've been you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are those are probably the two, the two top ones, other than this one and LCB. Okay, uh, Kenzie, what about you? I listen to the Big Picture a lot. I think they're great. Um, and then uh, Little Gold Men. Oh, yeah, what's it called Little Gold Men? Yeah, it's Vanity Fairs. Oh, okay. <laughs> I used to listen to that one a lot. 
It's so good. Um, and then I really like uh, Vanity Fair has another one called Still Watching, and they kind of focus on a TV show and talk about every episode. Oh, that's so pretty cool. Yeah, they do like different shows as they end. Um, mm. Like they just did Mrs. America, which I really liked that show. So it was interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Devin, what about you? <laughs> I know, I know we're we're both them. we're both big uh, weekly planet guys. Oh, I enjoy love them. Oh yeah, yes, I love them. Love them so much. And I know I know you want to plug Nerd Soup, so of go course, ahead. Of course, of course, because they're fantastic. I absolutely love them. They are they are amazing. But yeah, that's like my number one. I mean, I with, with lights, camera, bars. So like, I still listen to them, but like, I don't listen to every single one of their episodes. Um, I I have to go every single one. I, it's just, I feel like with them, it's almost like a cult. And if you <laughs> miss too many episodes, there's so many jokes that you can't like pick up on. That is very, that's true. like, I sent the, I sent the thing about uh, Tom Cruise's butt and that's from, that's like a huge running yeah, gag on LCB. The, the busty, yes. Okay. Yeah. The Did bus. you guys hear about the whole, um, they're resuming filming Mission Impossible and he mm-hmm. spoke to like their, uh, this like, guy on their labor party about entertainment about how they don't have he doesn't have to do the quarantine and get tested and the headline had a photo of him from a previous mission impossible on a motorcycle and i was like he does not have a butt in this photo shame 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 shame. it's a we have to know a three-hour episode about all the stuff i read about his butt because (laughs) it's not always there but it I saw the photo. That, that Valkyrie in, photo is okay, but I saw it in like GIF form, and it's like it's. I don't know how to explain it. It's just it makes sense when you watch it in motion. Like I don't think it looks that. The second he stands up, it's gone. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny because when we when we first started, I was gonna um, Devin. I was gonna point out that that's where I saw your uh, your little. Picture from yeah, was from there. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh, oh is that Brendan Fraser? I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. He's yes, photoshopped on the Oscar red carpet. Yeah. No, he uh, is better than people give him. We love. Brendan oh, he's Fraser. he's great. We love Brendan Fraser. I love Very him. pro Absolutely. Brendan Fraser. That's yeah. good. It's good. Also, Devin, I think the reason why you're. Uh, camera isn't working like if you have discord pulled up and if you're using like a camera somewhere else like you can't use your camera on like two different applications at once all right good to know an hour in (laughs) (laughs) just let you know for next time if you want to show your face yeah (laughs) um but yeah sorry about that got a little bit off topic um devin what would you give hamilton out of a hundred i'm going Right to the top, ninety-five. Ninety-five. I took off. I took off a few points because the character switching confused me quite a bit. But if you, I mean, second viewing, it's going to be probably even better because you're used to that. Oh, do you plan on watching this again? Maybe. Oh. Maybe get the family together. Nice family family time. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Devin doesn't watch movies <laughs> twice. Not, not too often. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, not good too thing often. this isn't a movie. Wow. Yeah, true. Wow. That's fine. All right, Jacob, what would you give Hamilton out of, out of 100? Um as a play, I've got to go 100 because it 
I mean, it just it it is like the best, or at least one of you know. I haven't seen the Book of Mormon, of course, but it is like one of the greatest Broadway musicals of all time, and I feel like it got there because of it. Um, as like an experience, like sitting and watching it through streaming, I'd probably be like around somewhere between ninety and ninety-five. Um, I mean, I gave it five stars based on like a five star scale. Mm. So I'd probably go 95 um, as well. But, you know, seeing this as a play, be the thought of like being there, it would have to be a hundred. But of course I wasn't able to be there because I'm a broke college kid. So, <laughs> Hey, you graduated son. That's true. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to real world. You're super unemployed. <laughs> Un- unemployed real world kid. <laughs> That is true. Uh, Kenzie, what about you out of 100? Um, I'm going to go 95. I I gave it five stars, but like on the scale, I'll go 95. I just have like some minor nitpicks with like the All place right. the camera was sometimes, mm-hmm. but nothing to do with the actual story and okay. acting. I got you. So I'm gonna go with a 98 for all you naysayers out there. Um, well, like so, yeah, we're just I mean, haters. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I mean, I I would go with the 98 just because um, what me and Jacob were talking about earlier with um, you know, the flow of you know, since it's a it's a musical of you know how sometimes you might have to backtrack to hear what they're saying if you don't like watching movies with you know closed captions on. I feel like that does hurt it just a little bit, but then again, you know, like, I mean, it's a play, but you know, the beauty of watching a movie is that you can pause it and rewind (laughs) it. (laughs) No, it's all right. But um, yeah, 98 from me for sure. Um, It it, it was fantastic. Like I I definitely want to watch it again. And I mean, I've heard nothing but praise and, but this wasn't like an overhyped, type of experience because there's a lot of things out there like i would even say for the like rise of skywalker like i mean i love star wars but i feel like it was just a bit overhyped i mean i enjoyed it for what it was i don't think you can overhype this yeah i was kind of thinking i haven't listened to it or heard it or like anything and I was kind of scared when I pushed play, like, oh, my God, like, if this has been overhyped, I don't know how to talk to people. Everyone's going to get something. Everyone's going to hate it me. It wasn't at all. It, like, it's as good as everybody says, if not. It lives up to the hype. It really does. Yeah, yeah no, happened. it really did. Like, it was, wow. i blown away. Alexander Hamilton, <laughs> you've done it again. Maybe I will start watching more movie like plays but we shall see but (laughs) (laughs) um that pretty much does it yeah we're pretty much coming up on time here so uh that that concludes our hamilton review um here on the film optics podcast i wanted to go around the podcast really quick and get everyone's uh social plugs announcements let us know uh you know what you're writing what's coming up in your podcast um so I guess we'll start with uh, Kenzie. Um, I have a few pieces for the Music City Drive-In website that are going to come out, and they're going to be great and better than my Ocean's Eleven conspiracy theory. Ocean's um, Eleven conspiracy theory. Well, Ocean's Twelve, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
but my social media is all Kins Venunu. Okay. Um, Jacob? <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a, uh, I've got a birthday thing I'm doing, uh, coming up at the end of this, uh, coming up at the end of this month where I figure where I pick my favorite movie every year since I've been born, I guess. Wow. Um, I've got a Palm Springs review coming out soon, which spoiler, I loved it. It's <laughs> favorite, favorite movie of the year. And I've seen it. I'm three pumped. times I'm three pumped. times over like a 24 hour period oh my um oh my it's gosh. a super it's only like an hour and 20 minutes so it is like a super quick watch and it's just like it's a clear like beginning middle end and so you can really just kind of like pick up on it um and then uh of course uh kenzie and i are gonna work on casting the actual movie not the play movie, but the actual movie of Hamilton. Um, and so I'm written all that up and mm. we'll talk about it and we'll get that out sometime this week. And uh, I saw the rental from Dave Franco. And so that'll yeah. be up in later July, whenever the embargo can lift. Okay. And yeah, I think that's all I've really got right now. Can we get Brendan Fraser as George Washington? <laughs> You know, I was going to say that. (laughs) One aid is British and it's making me feel really bad. Let's get some British actors to play some Americans. That always works out. You know, because an American is going to play a British person. I'm actually really excited about it. I'm kind of nervous nervous about that because they can do our accent like extremely well. But vice versa, no. (laughs) I feel like our accent is way too (laughs) laxed. And there's this, I guess you could say more uptight. So when it comes to their dialects, them laxing their dialects is probably easier than us, I guess, you know, dressing up ours to mm-hmm. their liking. But I guess we'll see. I mean, Emma Stone did a pretty good job of it in uh, The Favorite. So, For sure. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Are you just saying that you're really excited for Kristen Stewart to play Princess Diana? <laughs> I actually forgot that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot it. about that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we talked about that on our new show. I can't remember. Uh, Devin, anything you want, <laughs> you want to plug? <laughs> I, I got nothing. He's got nothing because he's this is the podcast he's on. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys uh, for coming on. We'll definitely have to do this uh, again here soon because, like I said, it's literally just been it's just been me and Devin. We I mean we've we've had a few people on from uh, time to time. Uh, our Last of Us Part Two uh, review is going to be coming out tomorrow. Um, uh, that, that, that one's going to scorch me for a bit, but <laughs> I'm just so pissed that that happened, but I mean, it is what it is, but um, of course we're going to, I believe we're going to be reviewing Palm Springs as well for this coming up week. That'll be our movie of the week to review. And as always, you can listen to our new show on the film optics podcast uh, that we do every single uh, Friday. Well, we release every single Friday, so you can check out our previous episode or, you know, we'll be talking about wherever the hell comes out this week with Jason Momoa playing a freaking frosty, the snowman, but I'm kind of here for that. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, it, I, I know like, that they're saying it's a live action, unless it's like Michael Keaton and Jack. Yes, Ryan. that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. So good. Exactly I love that movie so much. <laughs> Well, well, we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't know where people come up with these ideas. It's like, you know, everyone's been inside. They're bored. They're thinking of everything and anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that pretty much does it. Uh, keep a lookout for our reviews, and of course, make sure to check out uh, Music City Drive In where we have an entire network a plethora of other podcasts you can listen to everything from commentaries to music to video games as well so uh everyone make sure to check that out and that was jacob uh devin and kenzie and we will see you guys in the next one peace Shot, I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'ma get a scholarship to King's College. I probably shouldn't brag, but dag, I'm amazed and astonished. The problem is, I got a lot of brains, but no polish. I gotta holler just to be heard with every word. I drop knowledge, I'm a diamond in the rough. A shiny piece of coal, trying to reach my goal. My power of speech, unimpeachable. Only 19, but my mind is older. These New York City streets get cold. I shoulder every burden, every disadvantage. I've learned to manage. I don't have a gun to brandish. I walk these streets famished. The plan is to fan this spark into a flame. But damn, it's getting dark, so let me spell out the name. I am the A L E X A N D E R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. Meanwhile, Britney keeps shitting on us endlessly. Essentially, they tax us relentlessly And King George turns around, runs a spending spree He ain't never gonna set his descendants free So there will be a revolution in this century Enter me He says in parentheses Don't be shocked when your history book mentions me I will lay down my life if it sets us free Eventually you'll see my ascendancy And I am not thrown away my shot I am not thrown away my shot Hey yo, I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy, and hungry And I'm not throwing away my shot I am not throwing away my shot I am not throwing away my shot Hey yo, I'm just like my country I'm young, scrappy, and hungry And I'm not throwing away my shot I dream of life without a monarchy. The unrest in France will lead to anarchy. Anarchy. How you say? How you say? Oh, anarchy. <laughs> when I fight, I make the other side panicky with my shit. Yo, I'm a tailor's apprentice. And I got job knuckleheads and local parentis. I'm joining a rebellion because I know what's my chance. to socially advance instead of sewing some pants. I'm going to take shit. And but we'll never be truly free until those in bondage have the same rights as you and me. Right. You and I do or die. Ooh. Wait till I sally in on a stallion with the first black Geniuses, lower your voices. You keep out of trouble and you double your choices. I'm with you, but the situation is fraught. You've got to be carefully taught. If you talk, you're gonna get shot. Bird, check what we got. Mr. Lafayette, hard rock like Lancelot. I think your pants look hot. Lawrence, I like you a lot. Let's hatch a plot blacker than the kettle calling the pot. What are the odds of God you'll put us all in one spot? Puffing a squad in conventional wisdom like it or not. A bunch of revolutionary manumission abolitionists. Position, show me where the ammunition is. Oh, am I talking too loud? Sometimes I get overexcited, shoot off at the mouth. I never had a group of friends before. I promise that I'll make y'all proud. Let's get this guy in front of a crowd. I am not going away my shot. I am not going away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not going away my 
Just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not. 